You're my guy. What am I doing? I'm 28. Hey, welcome to the Verge cast. Ah, trolled and man show. What? Hello, and welcome to the Verge cast. Oh, it's hello, not hey. It's hello, it's not. Sup. Oh, God. Here we go. Just another episode <laughs> of the Verge cast has stumbled to a beginning. Yeah. But this is it. This is a show. It's the Vergecast. We talk about technology. We talk about culture. We talk about Chinese companies launching ten thousand products in one mm-hmm. fateful day. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good product announcement. We're going to get into all of it. But yep. anyway, I'm Neil I. Patel. I'm here. Paul Miller is here. Hello, Dieter Bone, San Francisco. How's it going, Dieter? Hey, it's going well. I'm uh, I'm there. I didn't mean to imply that your name was fully Dieter Bone, San Francisco. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dieter's here, and Jordan Golson is here live in New York. I had so much fun last week doing it remotely. I decided to come here and see what it's all about. Yeah, but we're actually going to talk about cars with you this time. Fantastic, not just burning Galaxy notes. Although President, we can talk about them too. President Obama, just as we went to air, <laughs> was giving a speech about Obamacare, and he's like, you know, something's broken. You don't just throw it away. Like a cell phone, when it comes out and it's broken, you know, they fix it if it has bugs. Unless it's on fire, then they have to take it off the market. <laughs> it's like, what, or what, what are you saying is the problem wow. with Obamacare, dude? Even the president of the free world <laughs> is burning Samsung for their note disaster. It was like an incredible moment. He was like smiling. You know, there's a, there's like sassy Obama's out now because it's over. Mm. He's just in a good mood. Mm-hmm. He's like doing finger guns all the time. All finger guns. <laughs> all finger guns. That was like the look on his face. He's like, because he's given the Obamacare is like a broken cell phone speech like a hundred times. Okay. Like this is this has always been his thing. It's like it's a tech product. Go get it fixed. When you roll out a tech product, what you do? You upgrade it. You fix it. That like this is his like line. Okay. Right. And then this time he he got the big Obama smile and he's like, unless it's on fire. <laughs> 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 it was good. Anyway, uh, we're not sadly here to talk about Obamacare and metaphors. I mean, maybe we are. Do you want to just do 90 hot minutes on Obamacare? Please. No. Can okay. we? Well, I will tell you, if, if that is the thing you're interested in, listen to The Weeds with Ezra Klein, Matt Iglesias, and Sarah Cliff, because they do that basically every week. But don't. We're not going to do that here. What we are going to talk about here is a bunch of tech news. Mm-hmm. It was actually a busy week. Yeah. Uh, it kicked off with something we should just immediately get into. Dieter, you reviewed the Pixel. Home run. Pixel. Home run, says Dieter Bone. Home run. That was the the 11th hour metaphor that we came up with after many, many, many other bad metaphors. To be clear, uh, my yeah. suggested headline was no more excuses, which Dieter and Dan thought was too negative. Huh. Well, on our on our beautiful homepage, which you can find on www.theverge.com, we are able to uh, put up multiple headlines, whichever ones we sort of feel like. And no more excuses was a point. Oh, five percent less clicked than home run. Huh. It was neck and neck. Positivity wins. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it's a phone that's made by Google. And there's a whole lot of people coming at me saying, no, it's made by HTC. Yes, HTC owns the factory that made it, I guess. But like Google says they designed it and they came up with all the ideas behind it. And I don't know, I think it's good. The camera is, that's like the sign. It's like the canary in the phone mine. Um, (laughs) And it's really good. Yeah. The software is fast for Android, but it doesn't quite, it's hard for me to like compare it to the iPhone. Like there's this whole thing where like, the iPhone just like kicks the shit out of Android in every single benchmark, but does that really matter or not? 
yeah. thing. It's funny how iPhone people three years ago tell you, or Apple people anyway, would tell you that benchmarks don't matter and specs don't matter. But now that the pixels come out, all I'm hearing is a lot of, but it's not waterproof and oh, yeah. it doesn't have two speakers and doesn't have optical image stabilization and it doesn't do as well on uh, Geekbench. So clearly it sucks. Yeah. These are all things that you like told me not to worry about three years ago. Oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, we should go uh, back and find the number of people who commented in reviews of like old HTC phones that had boom sound. Remember boom sound? Boom sound. Boom sound is what really sold a lot of phones for HTC. Ooh. But the Apple, the Apple people would be like, "Who needs stereo speakers when you're just gonna plug in headphones?" And now they're like, "We have stereo speakers." It's slightly more and we can't plug in headphones. headphones. <laughs> By the way, both Jordan and Paul have their iPhone 7s on the table here. Both with permanently Are they both attached. Dongled? Both permanently attached Wait, headphone dongles. Dieter, can I ask you like a maybe kind of a wonky, hard to answer question about the camera? Yeah. Because I always felt like Apple kind of won a lot of camera tests just because it just kind of put a little more saturation in there. <laughs> like a great, great cameras, and then their default settings were pretty saturated. And I've seen a lot of comparisons that have the iPhone pictures much less saturated than the Pixel. Yeah, yeah. So are the Pixel photos just absurdly saturated or just like actually true to life? Uh, so I would say they're a little bit more saturated, but it's actually like really complicated. So the, the thing that you look at most of your photos on are on the screen that you took them with mm -hmm. and the pixel has a very nice OLED screen. And so colors just look more saturated on it, period. And so when you, you know, offload them and look them on a screen, they seem a little bit more saturated on the screen itself. They seem way more saturated. And then Sam Byford actually talked to the camera engineers about, what decisions they made when they were, you know, deciding how this camera was going to interpret stuff. And one of the ways that this thing works, uh, especially since it doesn't have optical image stabilization, is whenever the camera app is open, the thing is just taking photos just all the time. It's mm -hmm. all it does is just taking photo after photo. And when you hit the shutter button, all that does is mark a moment in time and tell the phone, hey, take the last four photos that you just took, or six or eight or however many, and compile them together and make an image out of them uh, and just do that. And because they are automatically compiling together a handful of photos, you know, it, basically in HDR, but it's not just straight up bracketed like HDR, they argue that they don't need, they are able to, in low light, accept more color and be a little bit more daring about allowing color in low light situations where other cameras that don't do that uh, need to be a little bit more cautious about putting color in low light. All of which you add together, and the Pixel, I think, is, in fact, a little bit more aggressive at showing colors than an iPhone. And some of that is just, like, preference of what they think people will like to look at better. And some of it is sort of, like, I don't know, look at how good we are at coming up with innovative ways to make a camera work. Yeah, the way... I see it. I think there's like a there's kind of a moment in time with photography now where it is so subjective and about taste and what's pleasing. Mm -hmm. And Apple, when they did the 6S and we were doing briefings, review briefings for the 6S, they sat me and Walt down at one infinite loop with one of their camera engineers and they showed us at length in detail on like huge displays. Here are iPhone photos. And here are photos from an Asian manufacturer we will not name. And Walt was like, is it Samsung? <laughs> and they were like, we don't know. And we're like, it's Samsung. 
Uh, and what they were really into showing us was that the iPhone is tuned. This is their, you know, their claim. It's tuned to pr- to be biased towards reality, right? It's going to capture real things. Yep. And if you want to filter reality afterwards, you know, there's a wide variety of tools in the iPhone. Whereas Samsung phones, when we're like 100% sure it was Samsung phones, they do so much more processing. They smooth out skin tones. They will do more. They will pull. They will artificially pull light out of shadows. Like they, And you can see it, right? Mm. And I think what's really interesting now is people like that, right? Like consumers really yep. like that. And the idea that what you want and this is what I think. What, what I want is a camera that produces the most natural image it can, and then I'll make a bunch of decisions. But, but what, what a lot of people want is a camera that already made those decisions uh, I'm not for gonna, them. I'm, gonna not, I'm not gonna edit this. They just want good <laughs> yeah. pictures. They just want good pictures. And so like, I keep thinking, I had a bunch of friends visiting a few weeks ago, and it was like raining outside, and we couldn't go anywhere. And I had two friends, and they just sat on the couch for like you know forty minutes while we waited for it to stop raining so we go outside. And they were just they had the basically playing with Snapchat filters, and they got to the one that likes the beauty filter, and like both of them were like, why don't why don't all my photos look like this? Like why <laughs> why doesn't my phone aggressively filter my photos from the jump to be like this Snapchat filter? And I was like aghast, right? Like, no, was, what you want to capture is reality. Someone was telling me that I'm not. I'm not any fun at parties. Let me get really high minded here. Cameras don't capture reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. This is why Dieter's Apple is making a decision. It's not like the iPhone like literally captures your soul and <laughs> any other phone that uh, is like doing more aggressive processing on the thing is like affects making a you know a cyborg version of it. They're all artificial like visions of what the thing was and they make decisions. Like if you look at the literal, literal raw sensor input from an iPhone, it is just as bonkers as any other thing because these sensors are fundamentally tiny. And so Apple's, you know, saying we're biased towards reality. It, to me, it's like, yes, it is slightly more accurate on like whatever scale we're going to talk about. But like, so what? Yeah, I, I kind of don't care. Like, I'm not out there making documentary films about the precise color temperature of the bar that I'm in. I'm taking pictures of my friends and I want them to look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's just a question. When I say we're in a moment of time, it's like it's an inflection point where what we think camera like all the cameras are just as good now. I mean, that's the big takeaway here. The Pixel camera, the S7 camera, and the iPhone camera, they're better and worse on, like, a different set of metrics. Mm. But, like, you average it out, and they're pretty much just as good as one another. And it only took Android five years to get there. <laughs> but I'm saying, unless you have a 7 Plus where you can, like, do the zooming and, like, the port. like, But that stuff is the next turn, right? Like, portrait mode is in beta. Maybe it'll work great. Maybe they're going to do some other stuff with it. But that's the next turn. Like, the baseline now is pretty equivalent. And I think the big question is, what do we want these cameras to capture by default? And Apple's answer right now is a set of decisions that we believe is as close to true life as possible. Other people's, like Google's decisions are basically like real plus, like we'll make a bunch, we'll do, we'll pre-edit the photo for you. Right. Like the thing that you would do to your photo if you edit it well is kind of where the pixel lands. And Samsung is like, do you like filters? (laughs) I mean, you could almost argue that humans see an HDR kind of by default because we're kind of compositing a bunch of samples that we take of small sections of our field of view. Like what Dieter said, what is reality? That's where you want a smartphone review conversation. I remember what Dieter said, are we here right now for sure? I'm not. Telling you right now, once Um, you post the photos on Facebook, can you tell the difference between an iPhone or a Samsung or a Pixel? The way most people are going to use their phones and share their images, I sincerely never notice. Yeah, one one of my favorite like things over the weekend was I know a bunch of reviewers who had the Pixel uh and their reviews posted, 
and then they started revealing which photos over the weekend they'd taken with Ooh, the pixel. Like, that's really fun. and it was like you can't, you just can't tell. Yeah, if you if you go to theverge.com again, uh, Sean O'Kane did a comparison between the Pixel, the S7, and uh, the iPhone 7. And the small versions of these photos, you really almost, I, I definitely couldn't, I can pick with each one, I can typically pick which one I like the best, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you if I didn't have the labels, which was which. Was it the same phone every time? No, it's not. It's usually well, the Pixel. Right. Yeah, it's usually interesting thing about Sean O'Kane and that those articles. Uh, Sean actually really hates the HDR on the Pixel. He much prefers the standard mode, which Google doesn't give you by default. Every time you open the camera app, it goes to the HDR auto mode. Uh, so there's a lot of like he was getting better, more quote unquote pleasing results by turning it off. Than leaving it on but that's also i think in part because sean's a really good photographer and like <laughs> knows what to do to get good photos whereas i'm a really shitty photographer and i want the camera to figure it out for me um i do want to say though that like i don't fully buy this whole argument that it doesn't need ois because the software is magic like yo when i'm in low light i'm i'm getting pretty blurry photos from time to time if uh I'm not like holding it super steady. Well, so that's I, the, the, that zooms out to like the broader question I think I have with the Pixel. So I have one. I've been playing with it. I don't have it here for some reason. But it's this is the first one, and it's just my question. I think it's the hardest question, and no other Android manufacturer, save Samsung, has done a good job with this ever. Is is this the base they're going to iterate on, or is this next year they're going to come out with some totally other product? Right, because if you take the base of the Pixel and you say it's almost as good as the iPhone, mm-hmm. you really are just a few iterations away from being better along some other axis, right? Like, right. if you add OIS to the phone, Dieter, I know you like the Dieter is pointing out that the polarization on the screen is like diagonal, so it like works well. Hmm. But I so like I, that's like to me, it's I can see it in a different way. Like if you tweet, you know, you make the screen like you just make it better, right? Well, and you have like an engine like for Google to next year this time come out with a substantially better phone they need to be almost done with that phone right now yeah right and so like Dieter do you think this is like the foundation or is this just a product and next year there'll be like another product because I I can't we don't know yet with Google and only Samsung has done that yeah well so Google first of all hasn't committed to saying that next year it's going to be a pixel again they might call it something else so that's one indication and the second indication is they have a hardware chief got Rick Osterloh, who, you know, came over, he was at Motorola for a super long time. And I'm sure he has his own opinions uh, about what the phones ought to be. I know he wants to stay at the high end. uh, But, you know, we were saying like, he started what, like March, April, somewhere in there. Yeah. So like, they were definitely working on this phone before he came in. So whatever they do next year, like if he, there, maybe he actually hates the Pixel, I, mean, I doubt it, but maybe he wants to go in a slightly different direction. My sense is like, they'll build on this baseline. Like, I think they like the basic hardware ideas and I know they like the basic software ideas. Um, for me, the big question isn't, uh, will they be able to keep up or surpass the iPhone in terms of like raw hardware quality? As long as they're like in the same time zone, it'll be fine as long as it like feels like a decent well-built phone and like matches most of the specs it'll be fine the big question is what can they do on the software side to convince you that living in google world is better than living in apple world or in samsung world with samsung world i think that like yeah 
Nobody wants to live in Santa. Santa cool. World is on fire. Uh, so, so, so one thing, right. one one thing about that I noticed was I tested it out with like the Verge test account. So, like, you know, it didn't have anything on it. Mm-hmm. It was just the most. It just looked so boring and barren. And I pulled up in the assistant, and the assistant you can get to the assistant settings from inside of assistant, but they're not part of the main Android settings. So that even felt a little tacked on to me, like. I do not understand, and Dieter, you talked about this at length in the, in the review, and we were screwing around with it at, in my house. Like The assistant is on the screen, and you have to hold down the button to get it, but then mm-hmm. there's the Google search logo at the top, and you just tap on it, it opens, right. and you can just talk to it. Those things are just wildly disconnected, and they have different capability sets. So like you can ask the assistant what song is playing, and it's like, I don't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then you click on the Google button, and you're like, what song is playing? And it like opens its Shazam clone and like just tells you. That makes zero sense to me. Uh, Google Now is still floating around in there. Like uh, That's yeah. what I mean by like... It's a couple of steps away, hmm. but like, is Google committed to, you know, is Sundar going to sit in a room with like a whiteboard and be like, okay, we have Google, we have Google Assistant, and we have right. Google Now. Which one's going to be? Like, mm-hmm. how, are we going to kill Google Now? Like, someone has to do that, and I just don't know who it is or when it's going to happen. I mean, right now, I would tell you that uh, everything's going to get folded into the Assistant. They just, um, they haven't done it yet. I think that the way that the assistant is probably architected at a relatively deep level, they can't just tack on every single feature. They need, just need to make it work. It's sort of like the Tesla stuff that uh, happened yesterday. Like the they put in all new. Well, we should, we'll get into Tesla later. But like, I think the assistant fundamentally works a little bit different than like that other Google stuff. And so they couldn't just put the features in. That's a really charitable read. Uh, the less charitable read is like. This is this feels like typical Google. Like, hey, we made a new thing. It's sort of like the old thing. Well, but we can't kill the old thing yet because the new thing doesn't do what the old thing does. So we're gonna ship both things. Like, <laughs> you look at you look at the four. There's four different ways to get to Google. There's Allo, Assistant, the search button, Google Now. There's Maps if you want to search Maps. You know, other searches, whatever. And then you look on the Verizon phone if you want to send somebody a text message. There's messaging. There's Verizon, whatever the hell it's called. There's Hangouts, and there's Allo. And in fact, in some Verizon phones, they actually like have Hangouts there, but disabled by default to like what? I don't know, make you use. Yeah, I'm serious. Um, there's also Go90. Let's not forget Go90. The best. There's also the best Go90. preload but, of all time. But like Google, shout out just, to Go90. Like, this it's supposed to be their opinionated phone, and they do not know what their opinion is on messaging, so they just have four different messaging apps on the thing. Four, that's, like, I'm a, like that's that's insane. And like, I whatever it's like, they're shipping their org structure, and the org structure with <laughs> Google Search is like not clear. And so there's four different ways to get to Google Search on this thing, and they don't know what the hell. You know, they, they, they are afraid of pissing off well, the carriers. Well, and so there's four different messaging apps on this thing. Well, my ideal would be is that they would use the pixel as a prism and look through it to see what their org should be. Yeah, that'd be great. Sundar standing at the all hands meeting. The hun- pixel. 100,000 Google is employees. I heard this great podcast. You guys got to check it out. The pixel is, <laughs> is a prism. I'm doing it like an AR mime. Oh, yeah. Like Sundar's like looking through the screen of the phone in AR, and it's like your division has been canned. <laughs> That's awful. Hey Paul, do you do you like the like the the heft, like the weight of the Pixel? Yes, I'm trying to. Yeah. Re- so, I, I'm try- are you like a really big fan of like of of like how how it feels like like 
yep. in your hand in terms of weight. I want to make a, would, a noise for you real quick. Would you say that you're a, a pixel density enthusiast? <laughs> oh, no. Nailed oh. it. Home run. I knew you were walking me down a road, and I just didn't know where I was headed. That was great. No, listen, listen to this. Can you hear that? Hear that? You just got to put a uh, case. I hear something. That's the camera bump noise. Yeah, that's that's a phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. The phone that should theoretically, it's not hard to make a flat object. <laughs> it's like that, that's surprised. like day one no, of woodshop. Paul, it's everything it has to be and nothing more. <laughs> it's a phone does not sit flat on the on the thing. If they just made it thicker, they could add a little more battery. So much Paul's battery. Paul's talking about his iPhone, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the iPhone yeah. 7. They made it thicker. To match the camera bump. The design reveals itself to you. It can you. have so much battery. And you said you got wonderful battery life with the Pixel. It, I, yeah, well, I got it on the Pixel XL. I, I'm getting really good on the Pixel, but not like holy crap good. Okay. But Walt did not get great battery life on the regular Pixel. Oh. You got like fine. I also think, yeah, just a slightly thicker phone than the, the iPhone 7 is. Just a little easier to hold. It's just more comfortable. It's, just, it's so obvious. It's boring. It just makes sense. <laughs> Jordan and I are just hanging out with our. It's ridiculous. Now Can't it's just, do this with a pixel. What do you guys think of the? No, what do you guys think it, of the price? It's fine. I mean, like my takeaway is there's only two phones worth buying right now. There's the iPhone and the Pixel. Mm. They should probably. It's fine for them to be the same price. I do not think that you should buy anything else unless you need to buy. one. Unless you can't afford it. Right, unless you need a cheaper phone. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like at that point in the market, those are the only two choices, and fine. If you need to buy a cheaper phone. There are several good cheaper phones to buy. But, buy an older Samsung or iPhone. Yeah. Or, I mean, all the other manufacturers get heavily discounted by the carrier. There's almost a statement to the price where if they made it cheaper, like they'd still be in this, like the age old, well, yeah, but at least it's cheaper or something like that. Yeah. I but think here it's like. They're head to head. To Neelai's headline, mm -hmm. no, no more excuses. No more excuses. You're in the game. I'm excited. I think this is good. It's good for the whole industry. I think if they get it right, and this thing is indeed just the foundation, then their foundation is arguably as good as the iPhone. Where Google will go as they build on that foundation is very different than where Apple, than where Apple will go. Mm -hmm. Apple will have some real competition that will make them improve things. You know, Walt went on like an hour-long tirade two episodes of his podcast to go about how bad Siri is. Like, if Assistant gets good and it's the future of Google and they put all that effort into it, Apple has no choice but to improve Siri because they'll get compared one-to-one. -one. The camera competition is cool. I, it's just, in general, like, I'm happier having Google one to, in one-to-one -one competition with Apple than Google mediated through Samsung. I honestly, I do not know what Samsung's next move is. I couldn't tell you. What do you think? I mean, they gotta, it's still, they have to tell us what the heck happened, and they haven't done it, and maybe they'll never know. They'll just be like, I don't know, our phones keep catching fire, we can't figure it out, sorry. Yeah. I but mean, until it's they the, do that. The next, the next round of Samsung phones, it's the only question anyone's gonna ask. Or they'll just pretend it never happened. Yeah. It's gone from Note to Samsung, and like, it's creeping into Android in general a little bit, the fear about this exploding. Like, I don't know that there was a single review of this phone that didn't make a joke about exploding phones. Yeah. No, not a single one. Well, and, and Samsung yeah. is like nickel and diamond people on refunds. So, yeah, they're, they've definitely not contained this to the note. They've made it about their whole company. President Obama, sometimes the phones explode. It's like, <laughs> it's out there. I mean, they're, they're, it's going to cost them billions and billions of dollars to recall this phone and refund people and everything. And they're nickel and diming over people whose phones actually caught fire <laughs> and being like, well, we'll give you replacement cost on your carpet, not cost to buy new carpet. Oh my and God. it's like, guys, it's like a couple thousand dollars. 
They're shooting, you know. Well, there must, there's somebody, there's like a, there's, what is it, like an insurance person, actuary, is that who that is? Or is that just a calculate dying? The, an adjuster, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the, the person there's who comes out and looks there, at your stuff. And he's like, you know, he's in the office and he's, you know, got the spreadsheets. He's just and, doing his job. And they're like, I bet that person's just like, well, they already hate us. <laughs> What's the value in them hating us? <laughs> you know they're not going to buy our phone again, so forget <laughs> like, it. Like, whatever. Here's your burn carpet swatch. Get out of here. All right, that's terrible. I'm sure the Samsung insurance adjuster is a nice guy. Yeah. His name's Tom. You're doing good, Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Let me tell you about Masterclass. Masterclass makes the world's greatest courses by bringing you the world's greatest instructors. They're dedicated to finding the best in the world, the visionaries, rule breakers, leaders, and champions, and turning their wisdom into a legacy that the entire world can share. To do that, they brought together a team of world-class educators, engineers, and artists, and they're crafting innovative online courses that connect instructors to students and students to each other in a community of devoted learners. Let me tell you about these instructors. You got Aaron Sorkin, Kevin Spacey, Dustin Hoffman, Serena Williams, Warner Herzog, Usher. Usher, man. Yeah, man. That's my Usher impression. James Patterson, Christina Aguilera, Annie Leibovitz. Here's how Aaron worked on his class. They, they brought in Aaron Sorkin. He created his first ever online screening class. It contains 35 lessons spanning six hours of video, a downloadable workbook, the full screenplay to A Few Good Men, class events like screenwriting intensives, and three interactive rate and review assignments where you upload your work and get feedback. I was not aware of this Usher aspect, by the way. Yeah, man. Sorkin's course helps students learn all about the craft of screenwriting and write their own screenplays. Aaron covers his rules of storytelling, dialogue, character development, and what makes a script actually sell. He also analyzes scenes from the West Wing and leads a group of students in rewriting the opening of episode 501 of the West Wing. It's a great episode. Great. Finest episode. So when you purchase Masterclass, you own it. You get lifetime access to all the course content, plus access to community events and student groups where you can collaborate and share your ideas with classmates. The classes are on demand, so you can take them whenever you want at your own pace. And you can rewatch as many times as you like on any device for life. For an exclusive clip of Aaron Sorkin discussing how he writes dialogue, go to masterclass.com slash The Verge. That's masterclass.com slash The Verge. We've also got some very complicated codes for you to apply on the cart page. You choose to buy any of these things, which I encourage you to do. Just enter Neelai underscore The Verge or friends underscore of underscore The Verge underscore one or friends underscore of underscore The Verge underscore two. I like free, that last one. You get a free class code. Yeah, underscore two. Yeah, that's the one. Tweet, tweet me which one you pick. Yeah. I'm tweet curious to know poll. which code is your favorite. Yeah, but Masterclass, Aaron Sorkin, you're all doing it together. We're all friends. You're going to rewrite the intro of episode 501. Yeah, it was immediately way. following Zoe's kidnapping and Bartley evoking the 25th Amendment, temporarily giving up the presidency. It's a big cliffhanger. Did you wow. call him Bartley? Bart Bartlett. 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 Yeah, I Charles Barkley Barley. invokes the I've 25th Amendment. I've seen half of one episode of West Wing. I'm just going to say I'm really yeah. not also, the target. Episode 501. I'm, I'm rewatching. No, episode 501. <laughs> this is why he's doing it with the students. Is this huge mistake that he made mm. where Charles Barkley invoked yeah. the 25th Amendment. <laughs> President Barkley. That's it's why you got to pay attention to your scripts because typos, Suddenly. they go all the way to the screen. <laughs> President Barkley's like, Charles Barkley, why are you here? He's like, I'm invoking the 25th Amendment. Terrible. <laughs> this joke is terrible. Anyway, Masterclass, you know, a number of words underscore the verge underscore one. Anyway, we're back to our show. Thanks for sponsoring Hey, this is what they you buy. Got your money's worth. What they buy is the chaos. That people listen to it because they know we're going to screw it up. I think. 
Masterclass, you're great. I'm taking your, I heartily endorse your product. Anyway, let's, let's talk about Tesla. Jordan, you're here. A bunch of Tesla news last night. Let's get into it. Um, so Tesla did a, a delayed announcement that finally came out yesterday. Elon had promised it earlier in the week and then delayed it because I think he's he needs like 19 days in the week and only has seven to work at his three mm-hmm. companies. Um, so what Tesla did is they have announced that all the cars that they've built since last week um, are including new uh, advanced um, autonomous drive capabilities. And basically, uh, Elon says they have all the hardware required for the car to completely drive itself in any situation. Yeah, and which is full level five autonomy, right? Yes, level level five autonomy according to one scale, which is level four autonomy according to the SAE scale, which is all very confusing. Um, but basically, the car should be able to, once the software is done, drive itself in any situation. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't do that yet. We're, we're you know... Two, three, five, ten years away, depending on who you ask. But he says, if you buy this car today, in three years or five years when the software comes out, it will be able to drive itself. You will not need to upgrade anything. So that's cameras, sensors. What's what's the hardware package? So it includes a number of things. Um, there are eight cameras uh, for 360-degree viewing at up to 820 feet of distance. So basically, it can see in every direction for a long way, just like your eyes would. Um, there's also 12 ultrasonic sensors, which are looking for objects in the environment around you. And what it does is the camera sees something, and then the ultrasonic sensor will verify that it's a thing, mm-hmm. um, like perhaps a truck in front of you. One hopes. <laughs> yes, they say it will. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's also a, a forward-facing radar that can see through things like rain and fog and dust that maybe the, the visual cameras can't see. And they also say it can bounce radar underneath the car in front of you to see what's in front of it. Whoa. So Whoa. That's really yeah, awesome. That's How pretty that crazy. Basically, the radar shoots radio waves forward, and mm-hmm. um, they reflect off things. And so what it's doing is it's shooting radar underneath the car that bounces off whatever the object is in front of it and comes back to you. It's a bounce shot. Yeah. Exactly. That's classic radar bounce shot. Yeah, absolutely. And so what they say is that the radar could notice the car in front of the car in front of you breaking before the car in front of you even reacts to it. Hmm. Wow. So the car in front of you might rear-end someone, but your car won't because the Tesla will know that it's stopping. That's pretty awesome. Is what they say. My favorite part of, of what he announced yesterday is all this stuff is coming and they'll turn it on when it, you know it's safer than a human driver. But the way that it knows if it's safer than a human driver is all Teslas are going to be running this autonomous self-driving software in shadow mode. Yes. It's a very good Elon Musk code name for something. Yeah. So so basically what it's doing is the car is going to be recording everything that's going on around it. All the video camera stuff is going to be recording all the time. Um, and what will happen is that if you get into a car accident, Tesla can recreate, well, what would the autonomous mode have done if it was in control? Would it have avoided the accident? And I bet a lot of the time the answer is going to be yes, because a lot of accidents are caused by human error or distraction or whatever. And the goal is that they can take that data and take it to regulators and legislators and elected officials and say, look, our autonomous is safer than human drivers, so make it legal for us to use it. I have to say, one, it's brilliant. Two, that is Ice cold, right? Like, yeah. like we're going to put software in this car that would prevent a crash. But we're going to go ahead and let you crash so yeah. we get what we want from the government. That's nuts to me. Uh, and I asked him about this. I said, you know, the whole argument is that he's saving lives. Autonomous mm-hmm. cars literally save lives. So we need to do everything we can to get them in the hands of everyone. And so I said, well, you know, if you're doing that, are you going to enact these technologies 
whether the government says it's okay or not. And he's like, well, no, we can't do that because it would be illegal. He has to convince the government, and not just so the U.S. government, but lives. the EU and everybody, look, you are literally killing people by not letting us put this Here's software in our cars. And he's, he's saying this on the call to media. Jordan was on this call. Yeah, and well, that quote Oh, that's, is that's a, a whole different thing. This is a whole other quote. Oh, well, this is where so he's So we'll at. get to that. Okay. So, so what this quote you're talking about is that he's talking about uh, negative stories about autopilot yeah, and so, how the evil media. So, you, you're, yeah, there's media. It's us. It's rigged. Sorry, Elon. Here's the Elon quote. He's saying this to a group of reporters. You really need to think carefully about this because if, in writing some article that's negative, you effectively dissuade people from using an autonomous vehicle, you're killing people. Mm-hmm. Next question. By the way, the pause between your killing people and next question was like four hours. <laughs> just like just like stone cold. Well, just I like to recover from what he silence. just said. A bunch of reporters was yeah. like, do, do we, do we quote I, this? Am I murdering someone now? What am I doing? Uh, I mean, I get it. Yeah, he's right? got a point. Like, there's no doubt that having a robot drive a car is... The robot is not going to get sleepy or be drunk or the, the, the whole list, not mm. distracted. The next time t- the Tesla software fails, instead of like Elon Musk has like more fanatical Twitter fans than any other executive on the face of the earth. Yeah. And so the next time that we write about something failing with Tesla software, because we're going to do it. Uh, instead of, hey, you don't believe in the future, we're just going to have everybody on Twitter literally calling us murderers. Yeah. That's a move. Well, it's going to be that, but it, but it's two things. One, it's, you know, for a long time, you couldn't prove a negative. Right. You know, all you knew is the accidents that happened. You couldn't talk about, well, think of all the accidents that didn't happen, and it was all anecdotal. Except now, he's literally going to have evidence that says, we could have saved 500 lives last year. Oh, I guarantee you this is some, this shadow mode is like an Elon Musk, like, hot tub innovation, where it's like <laughs> Elon and Kimball Musk. So at Code Conference... You know, he went on this extended riff about how we live in an alternate reality, mm. and he had this line where he's like, "I think about this so much. My brother and I, my brother and I, had to ban it from as a hot tub conversation <laughs> topic, which is an amazing list of things. Mm. Like, what else is on that list? To create that a list of about. banned hot tub topics, they have it on the life. wall, and they like fill out it a just, new thing. It just implies a level of success that like no human will ever achieve. Like, you are not not in my hot I tub. I aspire to have a list of banned hot tub topics. I started working on one immediately. <laughs> I like just that bought day, a hot tub. I stopped, I stopped covering the event. I like, opened Simple Note. I was like, here we go. Realize. Fake it till you make it. Topic banned. But you know that he's like sitting in the hot tub with like Kimball, his brother. Uh, he's like, how do you prove a negative? And he's like. Record everything that then happens. He took, so then good. he took a long Wait, soak so, of his perfect Tesla vape. This and he ma- was like. This, this makes, shadow mode. This makes sense right now. Yeah. Aren't all vapes Tesla vapes? Anyway. Tesla coil vapes. Attempt to get this legalized and, and acceptable and mainstream. I understand this, but is there going to be a point where people are like, you know what? I don't really like that every time I do something bad with my car <laughs> or good with my car and Tesla disagrees with me. Yeah. It tells the government. Elon Musk goes to the logs <laughs> and it shows everybody a recording of what I did. Yeah. Like, like there's a, there's got to be a point. Like, if, if you walked into the Apple store and was like, no, I totally didn't drop it in water. And then Apple's like, well, actually, we they have a video that. of you in your kitchen well, dropping it into your sink. Yeah, they do it with a little sensor. But it's just a little a series little thing. of narc. It's, is it's not what like you're thousands of eight cameras. It's not like your phone is constantly bounce, recording what you're doing radars. through the front facing camera. 
You can be like, that we know of. Where did you drop your phone? It wasn't in the pool. Like, there's got to be at some point where we don't want Tesla to replay everything that happens in and around its cars. Right. Well, will that, will the information that the Tesla collects from uh, shadow mode be uh, something that the government can subpoena? Because they can already do that with the the crash um, mode. A lot of cars now, well, when you get into a crash, it knows, did you apply the brake pedal? It knows how fast you were going. It knows if you were, had your seatbelt on, and they can already subpoena all that info. Well, well, so I would, I would go back to Dieter's point, which is people who buy Teslas are like fanatic about Tesla. Right. Right, he's not rolling. He's not running around to every car on the road installing eight cameras. Right, it's just his products. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying the Tesla, you're like opting into this choice. Mm-hmm. And I bet those people are as excited about self-driving cars as anybody. Right. So I think he, he it's the same as Apple. Right, he's counting on a, a really devoted customer base to help him make this decision. And I, that's fine. Which will be fine until next year when the Model Three comes out and they're trying to sell five hundred thousand a year. Because right now you have all your early adopters, and okay, they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. But the next group of folks, you know, if my mom tries to buy one, yeah, is she going to be excited about the car recording everything going on around it at all times? You know, there's just like a world in which maybe I, I was and thinking they about this maybe a they lot. Don't care. I was thinking about this a lot with the Pixel, right? Like the the thing that we didn't talk about at all with the Pixel that Apple would bring up is like Google collects more information from you. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a privacy concern. I think Joanna's review in the journal pointed out, like, if you don't want iMessage and you don't care about these privacy issues, like, the Pixel's a great phone. Right. That was basically your conclusion. Dieter's conclusion was much the same. Like, if you have iMessage, you're going to be annoyed. But nothing is real. Well, yeah. I mean, I also say that, like, it Google's not doing quite enough with that information to justify it. They need to do more. The assistant needs to be a little bit sure, better but to so justify My point is, like, I, I've been thinking a lot about this information collection. And I've just kind of hit the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I've definitely been of the. You have nothing to hide. It's, I mean, yeah. Maybe I do, and maybe well, I mean, I would say Google and Facebook really good at surfacing photos I wish I'd hidden. <laughs> right, like, man, well, I had some bad hair. Two thousand one to two thousand five. If if I have a, an opportunity to opt in or opt out of your data collection, and I trust you as a company to be good at keeping it private, yeah, then then I'm I am totally fine with it. What I don't like that the way Tesla does it, it's like, let's go to the tapes. Like, remember when yeah. we, we were driving, we were testing a Tesla, ran out of battery. I don't know yeah. all the details of the story, but they got mad at us and they, they ran back the logs. They ran back the logs. Like anytime yeah. Tesla disagrees with you, are they going to run the, your logs and, yeah. and p- call you out? Like, I feel like Google's not going to do that. Like Dieter like, could say, like, I asked Google's assistant uh, to do this, and I phrased it like this, and Google's assistant was like, oh, I don't know. And then Google's like, <laughs> Playing the tape. let's go, go to the, the locks. <laughs> oh, you actually said this, and you said it wrong, so it's your fault. You're, I mean, know. currently people are already perfectly happy to trade privacy for convenience. Right. If, you know, Google or, or whoever. Think about what people will trade. We're going to trade privacy for your life. Yeah. And that's basically what Musk is arguing. Yeah. I mean, I, there, I think... I think people who buy Teslas are like excited about the cameras. They're excited about giving, handing over control to Elon. Like he's got that in his brand. If Chevy was doing this, I think we'd be having a much different conversation, right? And like the question is, is this going to spur the rest of the industry to do it? And it's already happening in some ways, right? Like every insurance company will sell you an ODB adapter that like plugs in and like monitors you and keeps your insurance rates low if you don't act, drive like a jerk. What if a company called Le Echo oh God. would do it. Are we transitioning? 
I don't know. I just thought I'd try that. Lay Eco. Let me read this this next ad. Is it a lay mm-hmm. ad? And then we should talk about Leco. We mm-hmm. should talk about Nintendo NX. Mm-hmm. And we should do a little bit of MacBook preview because it's all happening. <laughs> what a week. At HelloFresh, they want to change the way people eat forever. <laughs> they believe everyone deserves honest, natural, delicious, healthy food. They celebrate fresh ingredients in making magic in the kitchen. They know there's a chef in everyone. They think food brings people together. Good food allows you to live long, and great food lets you enjoy every bite of life. They're learning and growing every day. They never give up, and they strive to make people happy. That's why they started the HelloFresh movement. So whether you're a busy professional couple, a large family that runs at breakneck pace, or someone who simply wants to start cooking more, HelloFresh makes it easier, faster, and healthier than ever to enjoy the experience of cooking new recipes and eating together at home. From creating the recipes and planning the meals to grocery shopping and even delivering all the pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh delivers right to your door so you can skip the trip. HelloFresh currently offers customers a classic box or veggie box, and will be launching a family box soon. Customers can order three, four, or five different meals per week for either two or four people, and new recipes are created every week. They source the freshest ingredients measured to exact quantities needed so there's no food waste, and they employ a full-time registered dietitian on staff who reviews each recipe to ensure it's nutritionally balanced. And it's all delivered to your doorstep in a specially insulated box for free. I'm so, looking at some of these meals. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Phantom it's, pork tenderloin. It's a, it's a ghost. Yogurt marinated chicken. It flies itself. Anyway, for $35 off your first week deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter code VERGE when you subscribe. That's HelloFresh.com. That's the code VERGE. I wish Let's, we cooked together more. We should. I love cooking. It's my favorite thing. I cooked for Dieter this weekend. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it on the podcast. Huh? Just have a little hot plate yeah. in the middle. I know, I smoked ribs for like eight hours. It was great. Wow. Was good they, were, they were phenomenal. Or apparently my new favorite word, they were stupendous. 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 Stu- yeah, Neil stupendous ribs, your next HelloFresh recipe. <laughs> it doesn't take 30 <laughs> minutes, though. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like, buy a smoker. Mm. <laughs> they ship a smoker to you in a specially insulated box. Anyway, Leco. Lay Eco. So, Eco. Lay Eco. So, Dieter, you went to this event. It stands for ecosystem. I would say that. Lay stands for the. Normally, we would not cover many of these products, just to be clear. But the spectacle and hype with which they were introduced at this event was something to behold. So, Dieter, you want want to walk us through it? Yeah, well, we we had to, like, start it off. Lauren wrote a really good, what, who the hell is the Eco piece. And then they got on stage and they're like, who the hell is the Eco? This is a company, they're a Chinese company. They make a bunch of TVs and phones and like they the bought standard Vizio. stuff that you'd expect. They bought Vizio and now they're saying, hey, we're coming to the US in a big, big way. They so started get ready. out started out as kind of like a, a Netflix of China. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they announced they were late like, TV. Yeah. They announced like a streaming service, but it's only on their products, but it's not really clear. And they've got a bunch of partners, but they wouldn't tell us who the main partner was. And then they told some other stories. Uh they like showed all these like weird charts and graphs of how they interact with their customers. They have this thing that they call UP to you, up to you, where they like collect customer feedback. Uh, just like this. Just, what like, does UP to you like, stand for? Up to you. No. It's up to you what no. we make. No, no, no. no it no. actually stands for something. Yeah, it stands That's for right. something. And they're like, But I like to think of it as up to you. Is yeah, how, it's how like executive user... Man, I don't even remember. There were so um, many acronyms. There's, yeah, there's yeah. EIO. They've got their own. Yeah, EUI. EUI. Sorry. EUI. Yeah, yeah. EIO was there's, from the there's, song. There's EI, EIO. EIO. Uh, EIO. Old McDonald was on stage. <laughs> 
it was like a really like it wasn't like samsung weird it was just like i don't know it was just weird uh but like they wanted to like convince americans americans yeah the echo uh, that they were uh, a big deal and that they were going to like be in our lives for real. And so they announced a bunch of stuff that like you could theoretically go buy, but, and we could talk about every single one of them. There's a phone that's like a cheap version of a pixel. It's, it's called the Snapdragon 821. The LePro 3, mm-hmm. which there's, yeah. Where's the two and the By one? Way, can I just say the, uh, the phone runs a super custom Android skin, the EUI. Yes. Which has a persistent button on the screen at all times. Where your home button should be, except that there's like a physical home button or anything anyway. That launches yeah. their video service. Yes. So like just always you're just one click away from watching LecoVision or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know what confusing. it's called. I was there at the event. I have no idea. Um anyway, uh, so there's they, a phone. they launched some TVs, a so, you know, big ass TV that's got HDR, Dolby Vision and a great you know, line. Yada, yada, yada. A great line when they watch the TV. When they launch TV. With it, it's 84, 85? 85 inch. 85. With like a 85 inch TV, they're like, your games will be bigger than ever before. <laughs> it's like, that, but that's just true of every TV that's bigger than the one. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, it also has oh, the new streaming service. You, There's uh, electric bikes, the super bike. Up to you is user planning to user. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. There's a bike with yeah. an Android phone built into it. <laughs> yep. And lasers and uh, speakers yeah. and uh, okay. just well, stuff. One hundred percent buying that bike. I would say. I would say yeah. my big takeaway from this is that you could get possibly very astonishing TV yeah. for four thousand dollars after rebate. Yeah, that's kind of well. Is it a rebate yeah. or is it like a credit to buy stuff I from their I streaming service? I don't know. I think it's a credit it's to a, buy stuff or to buy a super bike. If you bought a TV or to buy stuff at Lamal.com because they're not actually they don't have carrier partners. They don't not on Amazon. They want everybody to go to Lamal.com to buy their shit, which is like okay, but why? Yeah, you got to sign up for like their customer affinity thing to get the discounts. So they also announced strange. a uh, VR headset that. The Explorer, whatever. We're all burying the lead right now. We're all like trying to work. We're trying to get all the garbage out of the way so we can talk about the really exciting part right now. The car? Uh, The Lassie? The car. And the the car and then what happened with the car. (laughs) Paul had a great headline. So, (laughs) Dieter, you were there. I just, there was like a a monologue. The CEO finally comes on stage and we all put on our translation headsets. Who, 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 who the prior executives are are almost like mythologizing in the run up to him. Yeah. Yes. He run. he, you know, jogs up the, the, you know, the ramp, uh, gets on stage and starts basically apologizing for 20 minutes about how he wanted the car to show up on stage and drive up the thing he just ran up, but it couldn't happen, and he's very sorry. But there was an accident on its way here from L.A., and it, like, broke the car, and uh, it wasn't the car's fault. He really wanted to be here, but he couldn't. And then we were going to try and get this other car that we showed off in Beijing, but we couldn't get that. But we do have another version of the car we actually wanted to show. But it turns out that it's in London because Michael Bay has it. And then (laughs) we cut to a video of Michael Bay, like, saying, I got the car. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be in another Transformers movie. Sorry about that. Uh, See ya. And then he, like, talked for another 10 minutes about how, oh, wait, just kidding. It's actually here. Here's a plane. I'm going to just show you a, a, a weird video of a plane landing. Um, and like they got some version, I guess the Bay version of the car, but like he literally had to go on stage and delay us for like 
a half an hour so that they could get the car into their like showroom outside into their little hands-on area. I mean, he had a whole thing. He's like, you can see we really wanted to have the car. We built this driveway. There's a garage. But Michael Bay broke it. <laughs> like, it was just chaos. Anyway, they have a car. It's a silver car. Jordan, you're you're a transportation reporter. What do you what do you think of the Lacie? What kind of car is it? I believe it's called the Lacie Pro. Which the Lacie Pro. I don't uh, know. I'll, 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 Are yeah. they aware of the hard drive company? Because I feel like yeah. the hard drive company, which by the way, Isn't often makes it's, it's this is Lacie. La oh, it's lot. I mean, Lacie. It's it Lacie. I always pronounce Lacey. it Lacie. Yeah, but is it they, the hard drive Who company often has hard drives designed by Porsche Design. There's a lot of confusion in the air. Anyway, so Jordan. my big question about this car is how real is it? Because like I saw it and I'm like, yeah, you you made a really cool big concept. It kind of looks like, like an Aston. Like, Am I crazy? For actually, kind of looks like an Aston. Anywhere? No, it, if you look at it from the back, like this, uh, this picture, it's very Astony there, which yeah. is interesting yeah. because Lay Eco has a strategic partnership with Aston. Oh, there you go. Which uh, it yeah, may yeah. be or may not be related. I don't know. Um, but well, there's that, and there's also Faraday. So, like, explain all of this to us. So, as best we can understand, uh, so there's Lay Eco, which is attempting to come out with its own cars, and then Faraday has taken investments and has a strategic partnership as well, but is a separate company entirely. They're doing their own thing, creating cars, reinventing how we own cars, whatever it is they're doing. And then Aston Martin has a partnership with them to basically take over their infotainment system eventually. And, and you know, their screen will be in Aston Martin cars starting in a few years, something like that. Um, and so this, it seems like they're saying, we're going to launch a new car company and come sell cars in America. And this is their first foray. Here's what it's going to look like. You know, it's going to be autonomous. They say it's going to have lights on the outside that will tell pedestrians what mode the car is in, if it's being driven manually or autonomously or whatever. Yeah, it's got some like insane, like night night Rider style stuff on the on the grill of the front of the car that runs across the whole car that like tells you like it's like it's blue. So it's in automatic mode. Yeah. And we've heard similar ideas before for autonomous cars for sort of how they communicate to to pedestrians, because, you know, if a person's driving a car and you're a pedestrian, you can look at the person and make eye contact and know that they saw you and, and probably aren't going to run you over. But you can't do that with an autonomous car. So that's something interesting that we've been looking at. But you know, it's a concept car, and as far as we know, Dieter, did they give any indication of when it's coming? Nope. So it's a concept, and they say they want to come sell it to us, and maybe they will someday, or maybe not. Yeah. Um, so my read on this, and Dieter, you were there, and Paul, you were watching and covering a lot more closely than I was, but this is a company that has been very successful in China. They have a ton of money, mm. and they rolled into the U.S. They spent a ton of money lining up partners paying for their car to be in Transformers 5. Flying in journalists. Some journalists, presumably. Not, not us. us. We not paid us. our own way to be there. Like we always do. Yes. Much to our own detriment. Yes. The other journalists are eating free steak all day. I'm not saying all of them, but there was definitely some. Yeah. Anyway. They had really good food at this event that I did not eat, but uh, it looked it looked delicious. You know what's delicious, Dieter? Ethics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Produced fresh by no, a registered dietitian I, like, every day. I walked into the press room, like, fighting through just insane crowds. It was so crowded. Walk into the press room... And there's literally, I'm like going down to do work at like, you know, one in the afternoon to like start put, putting up pictures of cars. And I sit down and uh, a waiter like <laughs> tried to force a Budweiser on me. He's like, here's a Bud. I'm like, I don't, I don't want your beer. It wasn't He's in like, America? Hey. Yeah. It was very weird. He's like, you Americans well, like Budweiser, right? But anyway, they have, they have a partnership with like Lionsgate. They 
showed a Matt Damon movie for some reason that I don't understand. They produced it. They have a ton of money, right? Like well, just to, and they're spending all this money to on make the wrong the, things to make this like beachhead into the the U.S. market, and that's great and fun. And like you know, their press events are like huge events, and that's always fun because weird things happen. Mm-hmm. But like, is this gonna work? Well, no, they're 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 buying all the wrong things, like ZTE, Huawei, and now Laeco. Uh, are all trying to break into the U.S. market, and all of them are just like, look at what Samsung did. They got super tight with the carriers. They like paid their dues with the carriers for a few years, and then they went big. They kowtowed to the carriers, and they spent a buttload of money on TV advertising. That's how they did it. Mm-hmm. And none of these other companies that are like trying to follow what Samsung did in the U.S. like are reading that playbook at all. And it's baffling to me because it's really obvious what to do and nobody's doing it because they think that you're going to go to buy it on Amazon or you're going to go to lamal.com. Isn't this no, the company no, that just acquired Vizio? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, none of their like, products are Vizio that. products. Yeah, I think yeah. I do think they should have used the Vizio brand and that would have made this a little simpler because all the le or lay yeah. in It'd be front easier of everything. To say. But, okay, but uh, there is an aspect though that we all dock companies like Huawei and even Samsung for having an insufficient ecosystem oh my God. to have like a really strong like have muscle in the market. And so I feel like from this company's perspective, <laughs> from Leico's perspective, it's like, well, we got to do you can't just come to America with one great product and get people to be into you. You have to have everything. So we need to bring our Netflix. We have to have our phone. We have to have our bike. We have to have our VR headset. Uh, they have music. They have Lay app. They have LayViddy, which I watched the whole thing. I don't know what LayViddy is. <laughs> there's LayView, which I don't. Yeah. There's Lay of of, of any conceivable noun. There's a Lay version yeah, of it. Samsung had this right. They had milk everything, like milk music, and they, sh- and they had to shut it all down. Milk music just shut down. Right. It's like crying in the streets. Hundreds of people across so the world I don't knew what think music it could was. possibly work yeah but I don't know how else you I mean I get you do like the one plus thing just have a cheap superphone yeah and I, th- this company could obviously do that but they just clearly don't think that's sufficient yeah I'm I'm excited to see them you know I just like spectacle I'm excited to see them just burn money and crazy things for a yeah while. it's some good the spectacle. And like Samsung can't do that right now. And look, that's what we counted on it, Samsung. They burn other things. If anything, not money. I do think it's important. <laughs> hey, It's important to note that this company is bringing us a movie where Matt Damon defends the Great Wall of China from dragons. <laughs> okay, so let's not forget that. I'm ready. I just a Chinese company and, showing up. And in maybe America we should with a show French a little name. gratitude. Yeah, I just maybe they should have changed the name of the company before they rolled into America. Yeah, because you know what Americans they love did. the it French. Used to be <laughs> Okay, let's move on. A couple more things to talk about. Nintendo NX. Yeah. Or the oh, Switch. Oh, God. Which I have to say it looks crazy. It looks like something I doodled in a notebook in middle school as yeah. a dream of what I wanted. I'm so hyped for this thing. I'm buying the hell out of it. Yeah, I'm definitely buying one. I want one. But so let me just be clear. It's a tablet. It's running a Tegra processor. Yes. Yeah. What is it running? But as far as we know, we haven't seen any touchscreen interaction. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any apps. We didn't see Netflix on it. On a, a 2017 game console, we haven't even seen Netflix. Yeah. Well, we've only seen like two minutes on right. it, right? Like we asked Nintendo like, hey, 
does it have a touchscreen? And they're like, we'll tell you more later. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It seems pretty likely that it could have a touchscreen, but it's I what I'm happy about is Nintendo is emphasizing games right now. Yeah. And games that you control with buttons and sticks, not with touch. Yeah. And local multiplayer, like playing along with friends. I do. I, so like watching there. the video, everyone, you should go watch the video. By the way, the video, when you watch it, it's a really well-made video. But the first part, it's like just a person playing a Zelda game. Uh-huh. And you're like, this mm. seems pretty boring. Why is this video happening? And then he gets up and like takes the thing out and puts in the thing. And then it cuts to a red screen with the Switch logo. And it's like Nintendo Switch. And the logo clicks in. But instead of making a clicking sound, it makes like a huge dramatic dungeon door sound. It's like, goo it's 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 intense and then the, well the other thing about this it. video is it's actually shot it was shot in a uh, dystopian hellscape future where all the children are dead and the only people left alive are uh cool hip uh, professional millennials only millennials yeah yeah which is basically the world we live in as far as i can tell <laughs> yeah what i didn't get is they showed like 10 different controller configurations. Mm-hmm. There's like the standard one, then there's the two side ones clipped in, right. then there's those things clipped into like another thing, Yeah. and then those things independently turned sideways. I don't think it's too many. It's just a lot. I think the way to think about it, there's a, a like a Wii Classic Controller Pro or whatever they call it right now. They're like an Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. There's one of those. And then there are these two little controller lits called Joy-Cons. Yeah. Joy-Cons. There's Joy-Con L and Joy-Con R. Yeah. Right? They're best friends. Joy-Con L and R can clip into the side of the tablet. Yeah. So you could use it like that. Or they can be used independently. I could hand you Joy-Con R. Yeah. I'll hold Joy-Con L. I will beat you at Mario Kart. Yes, you will. Because um, I'm fucking terrible at Mario Kart. Or I can take Joy-Con L and R. And plug them into Joy-Con, what? the base that turns them into an Xbox controller, right? Or you can just buy the Xbox controller, the thing that looks like an Xbox yeah. controller, and just use that. So I like the little things because it, it makes like video games feel, I don't know, like this whole thing is about, Nintendo is all about nostalgia, but like back in the day, you had like, you had an NES and you had two controllers, mm-hmm. right? And like, you're going you're gonna to take this thing and you're going to go over to your buddy's house and then you're going to be playing it, and then you're going to hand her the controller, and you're going to have a controller, and then you're going to be playing together. It's just like it it makes the thing feel a little bit more social uh, than uh, I think most video game consoles feel these days, and definitely than VR feels. Uh, and that's kind of cool. I think it's just it's just great. I mean, and, and of course, it all will come down to execution. It'll come down to price. It's just a thing like yeah. we just don't know. It could just be like an Android tablet. Yeah, I mean, it 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 sure feel. I mean, it's running a Tegra. Tegra's got a gaming tablet called the Shield. Like, if Darkest Timeline, they like rebranded the Shield and added some controllers to it. I'm sure it's more than that. I pray to God it's more than that. But like, theoretically, that's like that would they, they could do that. That could be what this is. Yeah, I would be sad if it's running Android, just because I I don't think Android is a good operating system. Um, <laughs> wow. And Paul burns the Vergecast to the ground. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, here's the thing. If you're making a video game, you're compiling C and C++ code down to machine code for the, 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 the thing that you're targeting. When you make yeah. a high-performance Android game, you dodge all Java and you get out of the operating system as quickly as possible so that you can get down to the bare metal. Right. Yeah. 
Right. And uh, so obviously it could it'd be totally fine and work if it was Android. I, I but doubt it. I, I If it is, I bet it's so custom you'll never even see it. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo just announced a partnership with Apple. They're, but they're not they, about to ship they, an Android tablet. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> if they made it Android, though, then they would have an easier time getting... Hulu and Netflix and HBO now on it. Those guys are so thirsty. (laughs) Netflix is showing up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're just walking over to your house with the binaries under the arm. Hey. All the time. Hey guys. Our app is built in HTML5. Anything that renders it will work. (laughs) That's true. Let's talk real we're running out of time. Next week, October 27th, well-rumored Apple event is real. It's and, coming. Yeah. Mm. We're expecting a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Here's the only question I have. Oh, it's going to have, we're, we're told, also well-rumored, it will have an OLED function strip where the function it's keys are. also a, a shady rumor they will have e-ink keys. Yeah, yeah that won't happen. That's, yeah. Next year. that's a dumb That's a dumb one. But anyway, so, you know, you're assuming they're going to redesign it. I think that's cool. The real question, the other rumor that I'm interested in is saying they're going to dump all the ports in favor of USB-C. Now I am. I think I'm on record as saying I think USB C is the best. Mm-hmm. I love, except I, when it destroys your device because you use the shady cable. Would you say it's better than all of the rest? Yeah, it's okay. simply the best. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like the the I can charge everything with like one set of cords. Mm-hmm. That's the future I want to live in. How many USB C ports is this thing going to have? Two. You think it's just two? It's got to be at least two. Well, I think it has to be at least two. That's the yeah. that's the pro. It's, it's got a pro. two. But the, the big question for me is: Are they Jordan's fully literally support? just waving his headphone dongle? Will it have a lightning port to plug in your lightning? No, that it makes jacks? no sense. None at all. It's probably going to have a lightning port. What? And then what Don't happens you with your lightning port? Don't you think? Just for headphones? Then all Apple has accomplished in this world is they made a crappier headphone jack. What if it? What if it uses lightning for charging? Whoa. Can they put enough power through? The- <laughs> what if everyone's house burns down? <laughs> I'm so look. I'm looking at my MacBook Pro. It's got like eight ports. Yeah, right. It's got like two Thunderbolt. I, they can't drop Thunderbolt. Well, the US the other thing like we don't know if US if the USB C can support Thunderbolt, mm. but Apple hasn't done it yet. And if the Pro doesn't, then yeah, what are they doing? The, new, the modern like Intel chipsets support Thunderbolt three over USB C. See, right. so okay, so I got two Thunderbolt, I got HDMI, I got two USB C or two USB, I got power. Yeah, you got to have at least three because you got to have power and two USB jacks. No, for a pro, no, not, yeah. not, you don't need three. Oh yeah, for a pro, for Absolutely. a pro, for a pro, you got to have power. Yeah, so you got to have, have, have two three. on on the left side and one on the right. Yeah, I like that. And do you still have HDMI? Yes. Oh, look, so now we're are, to, now wait, we're, are we talking crazy about our town. wildest in our wildest dreams? Like you just run your hand down the side; it's all USB. I'm saying <laughs> this thing has. But eight I'm saying ports in a real world where Apple exists, it's literally the only question about that is two USB C ports. Ports. That's it on the air. Maybe a lightning. I'm with you on the air, or or the the regular MacBook. A but lightning not the is pro. crazy. I I. Do I hope they do accept. it just for the epic rant that you're so going to go all on. all you can plug into it is headphones. You mean like a headphone it's jack? so wrong. No, but like are there, there, there are lightning accessories. You can buy like microphones. You can plug your <laughs> oh, pencil into there, it. That'll be, the, that'll be the pro play. It's like look at all these use, like, like lightning audio interfaces that exist. 
Like we wanted those to flourish on our pro laptops. Why too. did Apple bother with USB C at all? What else can you okay. plug in? There's you can no plug way in your Apple pencil. Well, here, here's my question: If you do USB C, will it still be magnetic? Because I think the best feature of Apple laptops is the MagSafe. It's, no, well, it's, it's not. not. No. It can't be not right. On the MacBook. I think they're going to say this thing has such great battery life. You just charge, plug it in at night, and you plug, take out the plug, and you just run pro level software. That's why I'm at saying full speed there will for only twelve be, hours. There will only be two plugs. I'm hoping for eight. Yeah, I would love eight. That would be great. That would be so awesome. But there's going to be two. And you need to start to come to terms with it right now, is what I'm saying. That would be user hostile. No. Oh. I just stop it. I plug shit into my things. I do it all the time. We have three computers sitting on this table. Nothing is plugged into any of them. But I got power? Yeah, you got USB-C for that. That's ridiculous. You know the best part about USB-C? Yeah. Use it to charge my Pixel and my laptop. That's what I'm saying. So they can charge each other. That's very confusing. They can transfer power so from one to the other. when that happens, when you plug two USB-C devices into each other, by the way, it's like a total crapshoot of which one's going to charge. <laughs> it's never it's a roll of the dice. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like the Pixels come with this like transfer cable yeah. that you can use to like dump information off of an iPhone or an Android phone. So I went like USB-C to USB-C on two Pixels, and it was just like a joy to watch which one decided it was going to charge off the other one. Just like, eh, how about me? That's and then the next time it's, eh, how about me? Dieter doesn't, Dieter doesn't flip a coin. He plugs two phones to each other with on USB-C. He's like, the yeah. left one is and you live. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... I, can we agree <laughs> that it will have either a headphone jack or a lightning port? Not both. It will, it will have a headphone jack. I, like, I'm almost certain it'll have a headphone jack. Oh, that's I a caveat. Yeah. You're not sure. I mean, I just, Apple knows what people do with these computers. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to tell a thousand pros to throw out their monitor headphones. This is yeah, the laptop they, of the people future, make though. videos I want and they make audio. They have to put a headphone jack in it. Yeah. Like, they're not completely insane, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to yourself. <laughs> you don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. That's you the craziest know. part of this whole thing eight, is that we can't say for USB sure. USB-C jacks. Come on, get it to me. And then they'll ship a USB-C to headphone dongle to yeah. go along with your Lightning to headphone dongle. Yeah, that uh, would be great if there's a USB-C to headphone dongle. Oh God, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is the worst. Oh. This is the worst of all possible timelines. I don't know why I find it so much fun because I have to live it. <laughs> hey, but I look, really appreciate you guys embrace it. Apple, are they gonna? Apple has it. They're I, my money right now. Cinema display. Yeah, coming Stop back. Stop it! Stop it with the dongle. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. A new USB C cinema me. display. USB C powered cinema yes, display. Yes, I want that. So yeah, five K. Uh, like it's gonna have a million ports on the back of it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, so you don't need ports. You can get the headphone jack off your. <laughs> <laughs> you're around. using a laptop, you should obviously be wearing wireless headphones. All right. AirPods. I'd like to thank... I, anyway, we'll be there. It's October 27. Yeah. I'm, I'm going out there. There's a big Microsoft Surface event. Tom's going to be... Tom Warren's going to be here for that. I'm going to California for the Apple thing. It's going to be a party. There's a Tesla event on Friday. There's a Tesla event on Friday. Just more... The Tesla's putting out a laptop. I might go to a party this weekend. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're having a good time. Next week is going to be bonkers. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. And then you're going to read it on the verge. It's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. I want to thank 
Masterclass, one more time, for sponsoring today's episode of The Vergecast. Masterclass, as you may have heard earlier, makes the world's greatest courses by bringing the world's greatest instructors, including one Mr. Aaron Sorkin, who's teaching Masterclass in screenwriting. Sorkin's Masterclass contains 35 lessons over six hours of video, interactive assignments. He helps students learn about the craft of screenwriting and write their own screenplays. Aaron covers the rules of storytelling, dialogue, character development, and what makes a script actually sell, which is fast-paced talking while walking. For an exclusive clip of Aaron discussing how he writes dialogue, go to masterclass.com slash the verge. That is masterclass.com forward slash the verge. Also, there's a bunch of other stuff to listen to. Uh, Chris Plant, who you heard earlier on the show, does a great show called What's Tech. It's every Tuesday. This week's episode is about web security with Russell Brandom. I also host Control at Elite with one Mr. Walt Mossberg. We talked about the pixel on that show, too. Uh, Lauren Good, who's off on the show, hosts a show called Too Embarrassed to Ask over on the Recode side. Kara Swisher hosts Recode Decode. And Peter Kafka hosts Recode Media, which is one of my very favorites. Anyway, that's all on iTunes. Go on it. Find those shows. Give them five stars. Listen to them or not. Just hit us with the stars. That's what we want. Uh, and you can also tweet at us. I'm at Reckless Paul's at Future Paul. Dieter's at Backlon Jordan. J.L. Golson. J.L. Golson. Find us. Rate us. Review us. That's it. Scissor Vodka. Cut through the night. Rock and roll. Paul. Paul. Hello. Jordan's peeking out from behind the big purple mountain.